Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Red Dirt Golf Hour. Jared Gallagher, Spencer Drury, and TJ Eckert with you here this evening. And boys, what a week it was last week for us personally. Um, we had a really great experience. I know, uh, especially if you want to include our buddy Brendan Morris, um, he came up from Texas and, and was just all over the state of Oklahoma, but uh, all four of us got to play uh, a pretty special track uh, thanks to a good friend of ours. Um, Spencer, why don't you take it away? Incredible course. I have not been that excited for a round of golf in a very long time. And it was one of those rounds where we walked off the 17 green, we headed to the 18 tee, and, and it kind of set in like, man, this round's almost over. And, and that was the first time in probably a couple of years that I, I, I truly walked I did not want the round to end. It just, I just wanted it to continue on. And I was playing so horribly. And it was just as good as it could have been, um, despite playing as bad as I did. I, it, I could not have thought of a better way uh, to spend uh, the day. And, uh, you know, great company, you know, uh, for uh, had a great time playing with y'all. And just what a, what a course, what a track, what a setup. Everything about it was perfect. Did we tell them where we played? No. <laughs> it was great. We can tell them where we played, though. I, we did on the on last week's episode. On, if they um, listen to last week's episode, they know they know where we played. But for those yeah. that may have missed that, why don't you tell them where we were on Wednesday? We went to Southern Hills there in Tulsa, uh, and just it, it. If if there's a power ranking of top tracks in in the state of Oklahoma, uh, this was not on my list because I hadn't played there. I'd only walked it. Uh, it was on the list by, uh, by pure, uh, seeing it, but now having played it, uh, th there's a large gap between one and the rest of the, uh, of the state. And then that's number one for sure. David Jones, if you're listening, uh, I'm sorry. I've not, I have not played the golf club of Oklahoma yet, but you're wrong. Like it, <laughs> it's Southern Hills easy. <laughs> Yeah, I was, that's, that's where I was going to go was it's on it's everybody's number one golf course in the state of Oklahoma besides David Jones, which, you know, again, golf club Oklahoma is fantastic. It's arguably the best routing, best layout in the state. Great course. But Southern Hills is kind of a class of its own. That was my first time playing it since the redo. I, don't, I played it twice before the redo, maybe just once. But that was I said it to I, I mentioned it on our station, News Channel 8. I did a little, little quick little piece with all four of us on there, showed some pictures and stuff. And I said it after I ran it, like that place is freaking hard. Every single shot is like hard. I say that about Oak Tree National as well. Every shot you have to think about, like there's no, there's no shot you have out there where you're like, okay, I can relax a little bit on this one. Like every single swing right. is stressful. Every single putt is stressful. Every single chip is stressful. I had a wedge into seven and and thought it was in the middle of the green and it spun off the front about 25 yards so it's like there's so many shots out there that you think are not easy but by you know the course's standards like okay this is this is pretty straightforward but if you if you're off just by the slightest of margins it'll eat you so it was yeah. a lot of fun appreciate carrie cosby letting us come out and do that it was a great time had great caddies as well but uh yeah you you better pack a lunch because it is it is a tough one <laughs> <laughs> it's a long day, no doubt. And we're going to unpack this in depth on a special um, pod exclusive where we will bring in Brennan Morrison and we will all chat kind of about our day and, and how fun it was and our trials and tribulations and successes. 
uh, and celebrations on the golf course. But a couple of things I wanted to bring up, guys. Uh, TJ, you mentioned it. It's like you're getting your butt kicked, right? Just like at Oak Tree National. The difference for me is when I'm done with a round at Oak Tree National, I'm done probably for a week at least, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to yeah. go back. Like my feelings are hurt. Everything. I'm just, I don't feel great at Southern Hills. We wanted to go around again. Like, mm -hmm. let's go back in the afternoon and, and get our butt kicked again. It could have been though, because it was what? 68 degrees, not a drop Perfect. of wind, which I mean, you couldn't ask for a better day to play uh, a world-class golf course like Southern Hills. And again, Thanks so much to our caddies. That, it was just a, an incredible time. But yeah, we'll get into it in depth in our special Southern Hills pod exclusive. That'll be dropping this week as well. Uh, and we will be sure to let you know when that drops. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at RDGC underscore OK. Get all of that information as well. Now, guys, quickly, we got to move on uh, because an Oklahoma State Cowboy has won again on the PGA Tour. Wyndham Clark getting it done this week. Are you sure he's a Cowboy? <laughs> we're claiming him as an oklahoma state uh, cowboy he is uh i just listen i i tweeted yeah congrats wyndham clark pj first pj tour win winning the wells fargo but i tweeted about it and i had somebody mention he didn't go to he's not an osu cowboy he's an oregon duck but you know what it's the same argument with like baker and kyler right like they or jalen hurts they all played at two different schools so the, most schools can claim them it's okay like there's no like sole proprietary ownership of this player right it's like he can be an Oregon duck that's fine I haven't checked Oregon golf's Twitter I bet they tweeted about Wyndham Clark winning so it's like why not like we mentioned it off air Ryan Cameron with OSU is eating it up he's been tweeting he tweeted all about it this weekend <laughs> so uh yeah it was a big win for him he's got a great story uh, his mom passed away I, I believe when he was a senior in high school or a freshman in college Spencer has a little bit more uh, insight on that I'm pretty sure it's just but just such a neat story I think he battled some depression while he was at OSU needed a fresh start and by all accounts a great guy fantastic golfer i mean dude it just hammers the golf ball he's got all the tools and finally put it together this week to win the wells fargo they mentioned max homa maybe roy mcelroy and maybe one other one have all won for the first time on the pj tour at the wells fargo so hmm. pretty decent class to be in there quail hollow is a good golf course too yes well super stoked about this win um wyndham was on the team, when uh, Jared and I were working out at Karsten, uh, I think there was some overlap when when Jared was there. Uh, and there was a lot of times where uh, golden hour, about to close up shop, you're waiting on a couple of members to go off the course, and you go down to the range just to kind of kill time and make sure that everything's looking good for the next day. And and there was always uh, one guy on the range. Uh, and it was uh, there in the team barn or, or anywhere on the range, really. And, and it was always, it seemed like every evening, Wyndham Clark out there pounding balls, for like five hours. I mean, it was one of those where in the moment, um, you know, it, he just, he was trying everything he could to have the most amount of success that he could uh, there in his time in Stillwater. And, and it, it obviously, I hated to see him go to Oregon, but he had great success there as well, uh, obviously in his one year, but it's incredible to, to see players, you know, we've, we've experienced this now. Uh, with Taylor Moore, uh, you know, we, we know Taylor Gooch. We've, we've seen people that we know win. And it's just, it's, it's great to have another name like that to where uh, you just kind of have that personal, personal connection with them. And um, man, super stoked for him. I, I, in our group text, I was, uh, I, I don't know. I felt like a proud parent, which is just really weird. Uh, but <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. I loved it. 
I love seeing the local ties win. I will say, if it wasn't Wyndham Clark, if it was, you know, if it was Xander, if it was someone else up at the top of the leaderboard, it probably would have been a dud. And it might have been a dud. It was, likely was a dud of a elevated, probably the biggest dud of an elevated event that they've had so far this season on the sure. PGA Tour. I mean, Kurt Kitayama winning was maybe like kind of blah for some people at the Arnold Palmer, but that was kind of neat, I thought. So, so having Wyndham wins great for us. I think the PGA Tour lost out probably this week for this elevated events because they've had so many really good ones, but there's no Rom, no Scheffler, Spieth missed the cut, Roy didn't play well. So like the big time stars didn't really show out for them this week. And it, it comes at a good time and, and a little plug ahead to, to the pod exclusive again with Live Golf coming to Tulsa this week. We're going to be doing a lot with Live Golf uh, off air. We have some previews and picks coming up later in this show, but there is much more in depth that we're going to get into on Live Golf. And and the reason I say that is because, you know, Live has kind of been in the shadow of these elevated events because they've been so good. But now, you know, you kind of what he went by four. He he was he had a five shot one by four. Had a five shot lead playing eighteen and bogeyed eighteen. So yeah, so what? Yeah, four shot win. So you're coming off of a week where a non high level player won. And now they're going to the Byron Nelson, right? I think, which is, which is not an elevated event. Right. So, you know, I mean, Liv's got a chance this week, not to take the shadow, not to take the spotlight away from Wyndham, but it's a good chance for Liv and for Tulsa to kind of get some spotlight this week as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you go back even three or four weeks, right? I mean, Liv had some um, incredible, has some Mm -hmm. incredible momentum because um, Adelaide was just such a raucous event. And then you go to Singapore, that was a great um, you know, and we, I, there's probably some bias. There's some, some geographical bias or some Oklahoma bias there. Cause we are so invested watching Taylor Gooch play. Right. Um, and, and win on the live tour on the live golf tour, but, um, you know, seeing them go to a playoff in Singapore, it was a former stop professional tour stop, uh, in Singapore. And so it's a really, you know, high quality golf course and you're coming to Tulsa, um, probably at the perfect time, right? Because, um, Cedar Ridge, it is what it is. We'll get, we'll talk more about what Cedar Ridge is um, and talk about a little bit about the history of it and stuff, but you're at Tulsa. Uh, it's a great week to be competing against the PGA tour, in my opinion, because the Byron Nelson at TPC Craig ranch is soft. It is so soft. Well, the, the live also has a great opportunity. Now they've built up so much momentum from the last two events. And maybe that is us being very biased, but um to come back into the States and actually have their times at a, at a, at a normal watching time where you don't have, not have to stay up till midnight to watch a playoff hole or anything like that. True. And you get it into the best time zone for all the sports watching the central time zone. It's going to be, it's, it's a good opportunity for them to go up against the Byron. Like the Byron's not a good event. I mean, it's, it's one of the, my least favorite PGA events every every year uh, i don't really know why it should well, be look, look it's in texas yeah we'll we'll talk more about this we'll break it down but you look at the byron nelson cage lee has won back to back at the byron nelson at tpc craig ranch and he's gone 25 under and 26 under yeah it's mm-hmm. it's awful it's a home run derby is what it is is it the same event where they bounced around a bunch because they were at los colinas for a right. little bit right they went over to the one out there on the east side of dallas that was like that they ended up stopping to play out there what was that 
What was that course called? I just I just lost it. I had it and I lost it. It was a link style course over there on the east side of Dallas that they opened specifically for a professional golf event. But uh, anyway, they they haven't found like an identity, right? It's just and it right. and it comes right before a major, which is probably why another reason why it doesn't feel as as exciting because like it's the same reason that people. Well, we talked about the event before the Masters. People hey, like it because yeah. it just don't talk bad about the, the Valero. Yeah, it's, it's because it's because you know the Masters is coming now. You got the Byron Nelson and then the PGA's next. So it's like, why can't the Byron Nelson hold that same candle? I don't know. No, it's because it's at a soft course. I don't know. It's just it's at a resort <laughs> course. And if you're talking about like ranking the educational events, this is not even top five. Like there's just so many better events out there. I don't know. It's there there are better events in the Dallas Metroplex. The Daily <laughs> Cup was a better event. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Shoot. Trinity Forest is the name of the golf Trinity course. Trinity Forest. I lost it and I had it. There it is. You know, all that aside, we, we can badmouth the Byron Nelson uh, as much as <laughs> probably for an entire hour, but we'll, we'll need to move on to obviously bigger, better things. But it's, it's a great opportunity for the live. I'm, I'm super stoked to for them to be in Tulsa. I'm ready to see Tulsa back in the uh, – um, Back in the limelight to, to see the second tier city in, in the state of Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, it is good. It, it's great for the state. It's just exciting. And, and with all the local ties and live too, it's, it's, it's going to be a good week. Well, we're going to get an insider look from somebody in and around the live golf tour. That is Mal Baker, probably the hottest caddy on the planet right now. As he's catting for Taylor Gooch, and uh, he's going to be on after this break. More after this on the Red Dirt Golf Hour, 107.7 The Franchise. Welcome back inside the Red Dirt Golf Hour. Guys, I'm so excited to introduce our next, next guest. He's a professional caddy with our good friend Taylor Gooch. Probably the best job on the planet right now. It's what I mentioned in our earlier segment. Mal Baker is joining us. Mal, how you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, we're so excited to have you, and we're so excited to have you in Tulsa because this is going to be a lot of fun this week, I think, uh, as Live Golf comes to Cedar Ridge Country Club. Uh, your first time seeing the golf course, is that right? Yeah, yeah. i am um, been lucky enough to get an invite to, to play in the Taylor Gooch Foundation uh, golf day tomorrow at Cedar Ridge. So uh, I'll, I'll get a new perspective on it rather than just walking around trying to, trying to caddy. That'll be a nice, uh, nice way to get uh, the lay of the land right there. Yeah, I can, I can get out there with my yardage book and cross off all the places not to go. So that'll help <laughs> me to figure that out. <laughs> now, now, I heard you're a pretty good golfer yourself, though. There was a time when I could hold my own, but uh, these days uh, I don't play very much. I only get out two or three times a year. So sure, you know, it says occasional flashes of past glory, but you know, most of it's just frustrating. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, Mal, I, I, I don't want to get too far in the interview without starting. I think we should just start here with the, the past couple of weeks that you've had on live with, with Taylor and maybe just start with Adelaide, uh, just how special that was obviously getting a win, like winning is on, on the bags gotta be cool, but winning in your home country, I would imagine that's just like top of the line for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all, almost indescribable what it was like, you know, such a massive crowd, um, first time home for ages. It was the first time I'd caddied at home since I think 2011. Um, wow. So uh, it was it was a pretty special week. You know, I had had some friends fly in from a few different states around the country, and um, you know, to to get a chance to win that one as well that week was uh, it, it was it was pretty special. That'll 
that'll be a career highlight that, that I doubt will be surpassed very easily. What was the what was the scene like there on eighteen? We saw the scene obviously with from the cameras. We weren't there, but I mean, having all those people. I mean, it's comparable to what. I mean, it's not the exact same, but it, it looked like Tiger at Eastlake is kind of the comparison that it drew with people coming in on the green. So, uh, I mean, it, it, as far as the circumstance goes, it, it's exactly the same. Um, right, right. Me personally, I, I'm old enough to remember uh, when they used to do that at, at the Open Championship all the time. You know, and you you sure. would see the crowd. You'd see the crowd when the you know the potential champion hit his last shot to the last. You'd see them all run in around the uh, you know around the ropes and come on down, and then the player kindly emerges with his hands in the air. And so um, it was it was a really cool experience. Um, it got a little crazy. Uh, I don't <laughs> like we were fortunate enough we had a whole bunch of security around us, but there was times when I felt more like I was being carried along by the crowd rather than. Mm. Uh, walking myself and you know trying to do that with a golf bag on your shoulder as well is a bit a bit challenging so but it was it was a wonderful experience it was very euphoric now you know the the blair caddy relationship is always super interesting kind of give us a little bit of background of how you and uh taylor ha- have come to be and and how y'all met and, and got kind of in this uh relationship that's really working out for you so um i've been caddying for a bit over 19 years now um and, and obviously so i've been around for a while um, and uh, I, I took a little time out in 2016 to deal with a little bit of health stuff, which, which you know, we got, got over the top of with, a, you know, nothing too dramatic. But um, when I was sort of like getting in the search to get back to work again, uh, a close friend of mine who at the time was, you know, in constant contact with Taylor's agent kind of set, set the wheels in motion um, and so I was contacted by Taylor's agent and they just kind of said, Hey, we got this, you know, got this kid who's uh, pretty awesome. And uh, he's just got his card on the web.com tour now corn Ferry tour. Uh, would you, you know, would you be interested in, in coming to work for him? Um, you know, for a caddy, it's always a little bit of a challenge uh, to work on the corn Ferry tour when that's your number one source of income, because you know, the, the, uh, the money's not that great out there, you know, for sure. the players, let alone for the caddies, sure. uh, you know, but uh, we set up a meeting and, and Taylor and I went out and we, we had a game of golf together and, uh, you know, we just kind of chatted and got to know each other a little bit and talked a lot about golf and philosophy of golf and, and all that sort of stuff. We had a lot in common, um, but as, as much as anything else, um, and, and I always say this when this conversation comes up, I was pretty much sold after hearing Taylor hit two iron shots. Um, and, uh, you know, I went home, chatted with my wife a little bit, um, you know, and, and at the time, you know, I, I'm 53 years old now. So I was, you know, I was 46, 40, 40, about to be 47 back then. And uh, I still had, you know, a lot of desire to want to be a, a big part of, of golf. It's always been a part of my life and I wanted to be a part of helping if I could in some way to, to build something. And so uh, like I said, I had a long chat with my wife and we decided that, um, you know, taking a, taking a chance with someone like Taylor was a really, really good idea for, for me personally and from a career perspective and give me a chance to maybe help somebody, you know, get along the way. And, and that's kind of how it all got started, you know, and Taylor's just such a prodigious talent you know, and, and more than any of that, he's such a fantastic human being. 
that it, it all ended up seeming like a no-brainer at the time. We we just came off around at uh at Southern Hills and we had some caddies uh and we were joking kind of in a uh, pod exclusive that we dropped about how Jared's caddy was part therapist through through his round. Uh <laughs> walk us through kind of your experience with that. How how often do you guys have to have some pretty crucial conversations out there on the course? You know, I think for some guys that's certainly the case, but Taylor's so uh he's so self-sufficient when he's on the mm. golf course. He's he's trained himself so well to know what to do, you know, to get the best out of himself. He knows how to respond to adversity. Um, so th there's not a lot of that sort of stuff I need to do. You know, I said I said to some guys after the, the tournament in Adelaide, you know, Taylor doesn't really need a cheerleader. Hmm. He just need he just needs me to kind of just be the same all the time because everybody that's out there when we're doing it, everyone knows when it's tight, when it's not, you know, when he's feeling it, when he's not feeling it, and all the rest of it. He he doesn't really need me telling him or making some kind of obvious effort, which sheds more light on the fact that he's got something else going on. So I, I just see it as my job to be as as normal and constant as uh, you know as much as I possibly can as often as I can because our job really is just to do the best we can with the very next shot that's in front of us regardless of everything else you know it's a bit cliche but that's um, that really is that really is our job so that that's kind of how I try and maintain it just just be the same all the time six or seven years on the bag now for Taylor uh, Mal and I would imagine that I mean you probably know his game better than anybody else on the planet, right? I mean, it's, you see it every single day and, and you, you are obviously so involved in how he, you know, how you guys manage your way around the golf course. I want to go back to Singapore uh, because, you know, th that was, I, I stayed up very late watching that one uh, mm -hmm. on the, on, on Saturday or Sunday or what, I can't even remember which day it was, you know, and what day it turned into. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, you know, watching, Watching him, I mean, that 18th, uh, the way they had the camera shot, it looked like the landing spot on 18 was about three feet wide wherever, you know, uh, and, and I remember Sergio, he went three wood on the 54th hole and then also on the playoff hole. And I think, remind me, I, I think Taylor took three wood on the 54th hole. And then when Sergio pulled three wood, Taylor went driver on the playoff hole. Right. And, yeah, no, and no, we, we hit driver both times. You hit driver both times. And, yeah. and, but it really worked out because I, I think Taylor finished what five under on 18 throughout the week, throughout the tournament or something like that. And it was, um, yeah, we made, know. I think we made an eagle and booted at the other three times we played it. So, yeah. so I would imagine that your confidence level is pretty high going back to that 18th hole. Um, you know, just knowing his game and, and seeing how he plays it versus Sergio and, and vice versa. Yeah, I guess it's a pretty daunting tee shot. You know, you stand there and all you can see is water all the way down the <laughs> left side. And the, the fairway sits at a bit of a diagonal to you, kind of bending to the left. So if you want to drive it in the, you know, in the wide part of the fairway, you've actually got to take the water on a little bit if you're going to hit driver. So it's, there's actually, there's actually a pretty good bit of room in the driving area, but visually it, it's quite intimidating. So it, sure. it takes some, it takes some really good commitment to stand up there and just, you know, override the, 
override the feelings that you have about what you see and, and then just kind of to deal with what you know. Reminder, we're talking with uh, Mal Baker, caddy for Taylor Gooch on Live Golf's tour now. And I, I, I don't want to get into the Live versus PGA debate because I think there's too much of that and it's made it really divisive. So maybe I'll just ask you what you've what you've seen or what you're but maybe the you know, the biggest difference, but maybe the most pleasant surprise for you, maybe since going to live, is there something that you've noticed or something that you've encountered since you guys have been on this tour now that you're like, oh, okay, this I actually I'm glad they're doing it this way, or I didn't think they would be doing this way, and I kind of like that. Any, anything like that stood out to you? Well, yeah, there's there's a few things. Um, uh, I guess I would start off by just the the entire tour, the you know the traveling circus, everybody's you know out there, um, you know it's all the same people all the time. There's a tr- tremendous sense of camaraderie, you know. Everybody, sure, yeah. everybody's kind of in this together, sort of thing. There's uh, there's an absence of pecking order um, oh, out okay. there. Everybody's treated the same, mm. you know. We all we all dine together, you know. We all, you know, as much as it's possible. I mean, we can't really stay together because hotels just aren't that big. But you know, we all dine together. We're all in, invited into every part of the thing. The you know the the hierarchy for for lack of a better term, you know, who actually run the tour and make the decisions. They come and sit with everybody, players, caddies, family. They talk and they indulge themselves in that sort of stuff. Um, you know, like, and, and again, not to start a, a live PGA tour. The, right. That's not about. But right. after being, being on the PGA tour for 18 years, uh, I'd never met any of those people. You know, I, hmm. I mean, I knew what Jay Monaghan looked like. I'd never met the man. You know, sure. so, but that doesn't happen, you know, even, you know, even when his excellency, you know, is in town uh, for the tournaments, he's a very, very friendly man. He comes up and he makes points and hello to everybody. And that that's kind of the difference for me has just been how all inclusive everything is. You feel, feel very much like you're a part of it. Can I go back to uh, about a year ago this time, you know, that was everybody was coming into town for the PGA championship. That was kind of, one of the talking points, right, for the media was who, how is this going to play out? Who's who's going to end up going over to live? I, I was curious what that conversation was like with with you and Taylor, and, and how that kind of played out as a as a team, and and you know what what were some of the I, I guess pros and cons, if you will, of you know here's and granted there were a lot of things still at play there, right? Because um, the PGA Tour hadn't decided what was going on or what was going to happen as far as, you know, decisions made, uh, you know, all of that. I was just curious what that conversation might be like between you and Taylor. So, um, you know, we, we obviously, when the time was right, Taylor came and talked to me about, you know, what do you think about it? Um, you know, and just kind of bounced some, some ideas off me. Um, you know, I, I don't get overly involved in that part of Taylor's career. I don't, I don't feel like that's a, the, the appropriate place for a caddy to be. So I answer his questions when he asks, um, you know, and it, it was an unknown. The PGA Tour thing was an unknown. And, and I, I think it's, you know, Taylor's made it pretty clear in the media when he's been asked about this. When we committed to go on and play the very first event in London, um, you know, we, we believe there would be some sanctions from the tour, but we didn't foresee, or certainly Taylor and, and his team, we, we didn't foresee the kind of reaction from the tour. Right. You know, historically, it was unprecedented that they'd handled that that way, um, you know. So, 
we really, in the beginning, we had planned to just play the first one and then play out the season on the PGA Tour. Hmm. Um, but uh, obviously, they didn't, didn't make that possible, so we were all in from there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was I, – when you're a caddy, you kind of you, – you just get in your player's corner, you know, sure. when, you know when, you, when you know your guy and that's your job or you go where your job is, um, you know. And I, I have such faith in Taylor and his team. You know, they knew all the details far in advance of what I did. Uh, but I, I trust him and that's my job. So you get on board, you support it, and you go. And, you know, in hindsight, I mean, it was, in my opinion, it was a wonderful decision for him and his career and his family. Um, you know, it's a lot of the stuff that people like to criticise for uh, are reality, you know, and it's um, it has been great for a lot of people and, I do believe it's it's bringing growth to golf in parts of the world that that haven't seen hmm. you know golf of that level for a long time. Yeah. You know, it's hard it's hard to really get a sense of it with the golf media these days because they they choose to to just stick with this one particular narrative. You know, everybody wants to be critical because they have a go at the guys claiming that you know they're just doing it for money and you know, that the, they're not growing the game. Well, I, I disagree with that. We, we all have a job and we all earn a living, but I believe they are growing the game an awful lot. Australia's a great example. There was 75,000 people there that week that hadn't had a chance to see high-level professional golf since about, I don't know, whenever the last President's Cup was at Royal Melbourne. They, they get mm -hmm. it down there about once every five or six years. Really quick, Spencer, before you hop in, I'm, I'm curious because it, I think the Masters was a perfect kind of it's not an olive branch, but it was a perfect visual of the, this narrative. You keep mentioning narrative, and I completely agree that the it feels like the media has made it PGA versus Live, when in reality it's just a bunch of golfers, and you guys chose Live, some guys chose PGA, it's whatever. So bringing everybody together for the Masters felt like kind of this realization for people like, oh, yeah, they're not just going to fight in the parking lot when they see each other. Like These guys are friends, and they can get along, and it's okay that – you chose one tour and someone chose the other. So did that, did it kind of feel that way for you guys too? Absolutely. I mean, it just, the, you know, the media for whatever their own reasons are, have chosen to, to paint this picture of some kind of ugliness, mm -hmm. uh, but between the tours. Um, and perhaps there is that, you know, in the, in the boardrooms, but sure. on the golf, the golf course and amongst the players, um, you know, everybody gets along, man. I mean, there's a couple of players that have made clear their feelings about it. And some guys have chosen a path that's surprising, but you know, everybody gets along. They're all buddies. They're happy to see each other. You know, I have, personally, I ran into a bunch of my old caddy buddies that still work on yeah. the PGA tour. And it was actually more fun when I saw them this time around than last time. because I don't see them every week. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone coming up, back slapping and hugging. Hey, I haven't seen you. Congrats, whatever. You know, everybody's still great friends that it, it's so it's so poorly represented, mm -hmm. you know, that, that all that stuff really is not about the players and the caddies. It's about something other than that. Well, and we could, uh, I, I want to kind of steer us into a little bit of a different direction here. Cause I, I think we could probably talk live PGA till we're blue in the face, but whenever one of the things that I was really excited about whenever uh, we got you on uh, was to pick your brain a little bit about prep, prep for a tournament, prep for a course, things like mm. that kind of, Peel back the layer uh, around that, and and um, you know this is a conversation that 
many of us don't get to have very often and, and our listeners uh, I think would really enjoy is kind of hearing from your approach how how do you guys go in uh, as a team and and figure out hey we're going to play this hole this way we're going to do you know kind of how does how does all that take shape for y'all so I, I guess I would start that off by saying ta- Taylor and and obviously myself we've been around golf for a long time we've seen a lot of golf courses so it's unlikely we're going to arrive at any golf course and see something we haven't seen somewhere else. So we kind of get something a little bit to, to work with on that. You know, this looks like this, and this is what we do. But I, I personally, I believe golf courses tell you how they need you to play them. You can change that up a little bit. Usually it ends up, you know, to your own detriment. But we'll get on a, on a tee box at a hole. And, you know, usually by that time, I've looked at the forecast and we know which directions the winds are likely going to be from during the week. And we'll have some conversations about how we're going to play any holes that offer a few different fields better about some holes than others. Uh, so, you know, we'll talk about, you know, how we're going to play it that suits best for us. Each hole kind of has has its own has its own questions that you've got to answer. And so we just try and pick them apart when we see that. That might change a little bit during the course of the week, but, you know, we just, we kind of been looking at golf courses a long time. So we, we kind of got an idea what category they fit under. Yeah, makes total sense. Thanks. Mal Baker is our guest this evening. He is caddying for Taylor Gooch, and they've had quite the run winning back-to-back tournaments on the Live Golf Tour. Uh, Heading into Tulsa, where I would say that Taylor's probably got, um, well, you could call it home field advantage. You know, he played there in the 2009 U.S. Amateur and was one of just 12 to break par at Cedar Ridge Country Club. Mal, I don't know if you knew that, but, um, you know, obviously a good um, home course advantage. I'm curious, Mal, uh, if, if you could give a lot of our, our viewers haven't been to a live golf tournament yet. Can you give them kind of the live golf experience and what kind of what they're getting into, you know, live lives motto is golf, but louder. What does that mean? Well, it's very accurate. I'll tell you that, you know, they're going to hear a lot more. They're going to hear a lot of music around the golf course. All the guys are playing. Um, the shotgun start is, is different. You know, there's a big old countdown and usually there's some kind of either pyrotechnics or something or other that signals the start of each round. Um, the the energy is different. It's it's more fun. Uh, kind of running out of ways to just sort of, it, it's, ju- it's just, a, it's more hype. It's more like going to a football game. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's obviously, there's some parts of golf etiquette that, that have to be, you know, adhered to to some degree but even that you know the guys aren't like they are when you get out on on the other tournaments you know if somebody's talking over there in the trees likely they're not going to really care too much about it because there's going to be you know there's going to be everybody talking about it you know some so they're they're just not quite as picky about you know stand still or quiet please and and all that um my own experience of watching the guys it, it appears to me that they're more engaged with the, the crowd, with the fans than they are, you know, on, on other tours. So uh, just, I, I would come there expecting to have a lot more fun. It's going to be all over a lot faster than normal, uh, which is great. Well, and that's that's the beauty of it. I We've talked about um, bringing the whole family out for Mother's Day, right? Because it's Mother's Day on Sunday and um, you can get a whole round of golf in. I mean, you're there for five hours and you can watch everybody play the entire round of golf. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. You can get to see everybody. Um, it's, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I think it's a great experience. Personally, if you have any interest in golf, um, I, I think it's it's really cool for for people to get out and see it and enjoy it. 
you know, like I said, it's just, it's a better atmosphere. It's a bit, bit more of a, an atmosphere than it normally is. We're, wearing shorts is like letting your hair down. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I always get to wear shorts. But that's, that's right. Yeah. Well, we, we appreciate it so much. Thank you for taking the time here this evening and uh, good luck this week. We'll see you out there. We'll be out there covering the tournament and um, you know, we'll have to give you a fist pump when we see you. Look forward to it guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Mal Baker caddy for Taylor Gooch, back-to-back champions on the live golf tour. More after this on the red dirt golf hour coming up. Welcome back inside the red dirt golf hour, Jared Gallagher, TJ Eckert and Spencer Drury with you here. And, Guys, uh, Mal Baker, what a great uh, interview that was and some eye-opening answers. Um, uh, for those that have not been paying attention to Live Golf or have, you know, willingly not paid attention to to Live Golf, I think, you know, if you just give it a chance, I think that you would be pleasantly surprised uh, by the product they're putting out there and the the opportunities that they, you know, that, that was a big piece. They're doing a lot of things, especially if you go to the event, they do a lot of things that are interactive and fun and kind of let your hair down uh, as a spectator on the golf course. It should be a fun week. Well, and my thing, guys, is that it, and we talked about it with, with Mal, is that you can not like live. That's fine. You don't have to like it. Nobody's telling you you have to like it. The problem is that there's this thing where you have to like the PGA Tour or you have to like live and you can't like both. That's where it feels like it's gotten to. It's been so divisive. And we, we were bashing the golf media there for a little bit. And as I was saying that, I'm like, I'm part of the media too. (laughs) We're, we're part of the media too. We're golf media. So are we bashing ourselves? But I think we are, we have a more holistic approach because we have so many local ties on live. We're open-minded. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, there's, do I think the PJ tour is better? Probably it's more established. That's, that's, totally fair live does some things better than what the pga tour does that's just sure. that's, there's nothing wrong with that and and at the end of the day for me and spencer you can chime in at the end of the day it's like i we're going to get to watch some of the best players in the world play in tulsa this week that's what i care about we're getting to watch some high level golf it's a different format but it's still the best players in the world playing golf here in tulsa yeah i mean we're talking about live versus pga and and, and i was someone that wasn't super high on live whenever it first kind of made its debut sure. i think we talked about it uh with mal off the air that i think the names that, that went with the live kind of made it very easy to to hate it um patrick reed ian poulter you know the, the, these were guys that we didn't really like on pga most most of them um and so it, it now that we've kind of settled in there's still some things i, I dislike i don't like the 54 holes you know we talked about that a couple of weeks ago uh, after the uh, singapore uh taylor gooch win and um but I love that there's no like load management with live, you know, the field, you know, that everyone's playing. Yep. Uh, it makes it just really good. It, it, it's nice. I, I think that I would rather have the way that the live has it set up where you have a stacked field and you have gaps between tournaments rather than having a stacked field. And then your educational event where you have people that you, you know, that even we don't know playing in the field and then you it's just a watered down tournament they're going to go 2500 whatever it is and then you come back and you have another sack field like it, it it's nice having consistent golf week in week out but i do like the live perspective of you know we're not going to play every week and maybe they'll eventually get to that but i i, I do like how they have it kind of set up right now 
I'm working on a piece right now that will be live on our website, reddirtgolf.com, what to expect at Live Tulsa, and just talking about all the different things that are happening this week at Cedar Ridge Country Club. By the way, guys, um, we we mentioned this previously, but uh, I don't think that there's been a high-level tournament at Cedar Ridge since uh, they played one round of stroke play there for the 2009 U.S. Amateur. Is that correct? Yeah, so they used to host, I think it was for five years, they hosted an LPGA event. That was right. from 04 to 08, I believe. Uh, John Q. Hammond sponsored it for a little bit. I'm not sure who else has sponsored that event, but Annika won it twice, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I remember I remember going to it uh, a year or two while I was there. They were one of the stroke play courses in 09. I actually talked with Taylor Gooch for my TV station, not for RDGC, but I talked with him uh, last week at some point, and I, I brought it up and he and he either agreed or or kind of went along with it that uh, Cedar played at or harder in terms of stroke average than Southern Hills did that week. Taylor told me that people that set up the U.S. Open were there that week and they said that they could have played a U.S. Open at Southern Hills the week they played wow. the U.S. Am. That's how hard it was playing. So that tells you how hard Cedar was playing. Yeah, well, you know, Southern Hills, there were 312. I looked this up. There were 312 entrants into that U.S. Amateur four broke par at Southern Hills and only 12 broke par at Cedar Ridge during the stroke play portion. So it's got, it's got teeth, right? It's long. There's a lot of trees. Um, You know, I'm I'm curious to see again, you know, they're going up against um, TPC Craig ranch on the PGA tour, which the average winning score the last two years has been at least 25 under par. So um, I think you're going to see a lot more competitive golf this week at cedar ridge than what you might find on the pga tour this week specifically um but but what i think is cool about it and again laney wilson concert on friday night there's a dj out there playing music all day long i hope he plays some country music i hope it's not all techno or or dance or edm or whatever um but you know so many different things they've got a fan village with a lot of interactive games and things like that um and the coolest part to me with the shotgun start is you can go anywhere on the golf course pick a hole, go anywhere on the golf course. And in five hours, you're going to see every single competitor come through. That's really cool. I was about to get on to you and you were, I thought you were going to say like, be the, turn the music down. It's too loud guy. No, complaining about the music. No, turn gonna, it up, baby. You just want, you just want the country music. I okay. just want some country music. That's fair. I, I think one of the shocking things is that somehow, some way we got credentialed for as media again, like <laughs> again, <laughs> <laughs> senior PGA championship, PGA championship, and now uh, live Tulsa. Like, how do we continuously I don't know. fake these they, people out? They think that we're legitimate people that should be having access. Hey, we're on the radio people. now. Yeah, we're on the radio. Listen to our show every Tuesday night. I will say uh, we, we don't have a whole lot of time because, you know, we only get an hour here. But we're going to have a full live breakdown and like a pod exclusive this week in terms of press conference sound that we're going to have, maybe even a full – course breakdown, you know, player team rankings, whatever. We're going to do that exclusively off air on our website, Jared. I believe that's yep. where it'll Yeah. Yep. It'll, it'll live at reddirtgolf.com. You can actually find all of our podcasts on reddirtgolf.com. We've got a tab there that you can go and uh, select down and, and find all of our episodes. Uh, you can find this one with our exclusive interview with Mal Baker. Uh, we just got done recording one about our experience at Southern Hills. That'll drop here pretty soon as well. 
Um, so yeah, we've got a ton of content planned. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you're out at the golf course and you happen to see the red dirt golf bison, be sure to uh, say hello. Cause it's probably one of the three of us probably that's out so. there rocking it. So, yeah. uh, be sure to say hello. Hey guys, uh, quickly, we got to get our picks in before the end of the hour. Yeah. Let's get some picks. Big week at the Wells Fargo. TJ, you had Sung JM. You got first place this week. Uh, I had Justin Thomas and Jared, despite his consistent lobbying today, watching Wyndham Clark in the winner's circle. He actually did pick Sam, Sam Burns, both TJ Are and you I. Are sure? <laughs> we, you had I'm pretty two sure I back picked Wyndham Clark. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting at American Solero today and trying to watch my kid and have a great time playing around, and I'm sitting there with my phone up to my ear, making sure that you did not pick Wyndham Clark. <laughs> so that brings our, our uh, total for the season uh, with Jared. You're still in first somehow. Uh, with 17 and a half, I'm in second, 16 and a half, and TJ, 14. Uh, oh. so getting getting tight. Didn't, you hear that, you hear that train of coming? So you've, you've won three weeks in a row, and you're still multiple points behind us. I, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain I haven't finished second yet. I think I've finished wow. last and first. Well, if you ain't first, it. you're last. That's right. So we're, we're going to do something a little different, Spencer, this week, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, we're not going to mess with the Byron Nelson. We're, we're going to keep it here local. We're going to pick uh, two picks this week. And so if you get first in both, you can knock out six points. CJ, this is this is your moment. Time to Big shine. Big week for TJ. Big week. We're going to pick the, the live individual, and we're going to go team pick. Uh, by the way, quick shout out to all of our local ties playing in the Byron Nelson this week. Good luck. We hope you play well. Uh, yes. <laughs> much you think we didn't care about you, but uh, good luck this week. TBT Craig Ranch, beautiful track uh you guys will have fun so okay i'll do my live picks uh so i have the first pick and normally you would go with kind of a kind of like the the favorite you know like a cam smith or taylor gooch i want to go with something that i think would just light the golf world on fire phil mickelson is gonna win live Tulsa. oh my (laughs) and he's gonna do it he didn't show up last year for the pga so he's gonna come out to tulsa this year and win live tulsa so phil's gonna win Mainly he just because well. he's playing well. He's playing better. I'd love to see it. No idea how the course fits him. Kind of narrow. So, you know, you can't spray it all over the yard. But I, I don't know. I just have a feeling. I didn't want to be the trendy local pick guy. But here's what I'm going to do for my team pick. I'm going to pick the team that has the most local guys. Fireballs is going to win the team portion. They got Abe Answer from OU, and they got Eugenio Chikara from osu so i think fireballs wins the team portion and i just would love to see phil win the individual wow that's 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 hot phil taking the individual that's gorgeous. fireball you know you're trying um, to catch up right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh man fireballs is good though i almost went fireballs uh i'm gonna go with range goats as my team pick uh i, I saw a lot in singapore with harold varner that uh, was really, really impressive to her. I think that he's going to keep the momentum going. And, uh, you know, obviously the rest of the team is stacked there too. Um, for individual pick, I am going to keep it local. Uh, and I'm going to go Peter Uline. Mm, he's due. I'm loving it. He's He's just been kind of like on a resurgence right now since he got on the live. It's been good to see it. He, obviously Oklahoma State graduate, but has not had the career, I think, that we all kind of expected him to have as far as going over overseas playing on the Euro tour, um, jumping live. And so I, I think he's due. He's, he's going to get it this week. That's an interesting pick. And that leaves me wide open to take the back-to-back champion Taylor Gooch as my individual, <laughs> as you may have heard Mal briefly mention, 
The Taylor Gooch Foundation is also playing their foundation tournament at Cedar Ridge this week. So he gets an extra practice round there. Um, if he's playing it, I don't know if he's playing it in his own foundation sure tournament or not, but, um, uh, and here's a fun fact for you guys real quickly. Um, there were four guys. I looked this up four guys on the live golf tour. Now that played in that 2009 us amateur is Peter Uline, Taylor Gooch, Patrick Reed, and Cameron Tringali. Taylor Gooch and Cameron Tringali were the only two to break par. They both shot 69 Peter Uline and Patrick Reed both shot 74s on their round at Cedar Ridge. So that's me doing my research. So I'm going to take Taylor Gooch and is, is the aces four aces. Four, Are they still on aces. the board? Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody knows the aces. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go with four aces, Dustin Johnson, <laughs> Patrick Reed, Peter Uline and Pat Perez. Um, so that's, uh, yep. that's my pick to win the team event at Cedar Ridge. That was a uh, fun play on words because Bubba Watson, I think, said that at the beginning of the season that his kids were talking about the four aces, and he was like, everybody knows who the four aces are, and he got hammered for it on social media. So <laughs> everybody knows the four aces. Love it. Guys, it's going to be a fun week. Live Golf returns to or comes to Tulsa for the first time. Professional golf returning to Tulsa after a year. Uh, and, man, I'm, I'm pumped. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. We'll see you there. Hopefully you guys come and say hi. Spencer, are you going to make it out, you think? I'll be up. Uh, I'll be up pretty much all day Saturday. Um, and we'll see if we can maybe squeeze out some other time. Uh, obviously, coming up from uh, Oklahoma City to Tulsa is a little harder for me, but we'll be there. Everyone come out. Until then, be sure to check all of our golf content on reddirtgolf.com. We've got a special section for the Live Golf in Tulsa. Uh, all of our content is going to be there. And uh, we hope to see you out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for being with us here tonight on the Red Dirt Golf Hour. We will see you next time.